0: Welcome to of Interiors, where we sip tea, tell you a random fact, and talk about an interior design topic. Let's get started. Hey, Alicia. Hey, Dee. (laughs) How's it going, girl? It is
1: going. It is going. How are you?
0: I'm... How do I sound?
1: No? <laughs> you sound fine, you sound fine. You know, we have some very exciting stuff to talk about today.
0: We do, we do. But before we dive into the exciting stuff, mm-hmm. let's first find out what you're over there sipping on, Alicia.
1: Ooh, I have something yummy. It's black cherry berry herbal tea. Mm,
0: that sounds really nice. So, you know, I did a little something different today. Mm. I I brewed some black tea, I let it cool, and I took a little, when it was cooled, I took a little of the black tea, put in a blender with some mango chunks, some frozen mango chunks, ground it up, poured it into my tea cup, and added a dash of mineral sparkling water, and I made myself like a a mango tea refresher i don't know whatever interesting did you hear you know what you're trying to be too
1: cute over there that's not right you should have given <laughs> me a heads up because you're making my little black cherry berry sound very corny right now
0: <laughs> no it, it sounds good black cherry berry that sounds so good yeah right i just made some mango tea that's all yeah. whatever
1: made some mango tea spritzer extravaganza.
0: That's what you <laughs> I did, I did. What it was good. So, Alicia, as you know, it's time for my random fact. Bring it on. I don't know if this one's so random. You know, we are stagers, so this one might actually fit along with what we do. Mm-hmm. Did you know that your kitchen cabinet's Could be costing you money? Mm -hmm. How? Well, according to Zillow, different color cabinets, upper and lower, or different for an island that's a different color, Mm -hmm. could earn a seller on average $1,547 over their asking price. Oh, really? So the days of top cabinets matching the bottom cabinets and the the kitchen looking all perfectly matched those days are done people like the variety and they'll pay you more for it how about that yeah that makes
1: good sense you know yeah people are starting to feel a little bit more interested in an eclectic look as opposed to a very uniform or formal look And back in the day, way back in the day before kitchen cabinets were um, popular, and I don't know when that would have been, but I remember as a young girl going to um, South Carolina and many of the older kitchens in those old farmhouses and those big old houses, they were just like an eclectic mix of different pieces of furniture. You know? And I think that is, we're, we're kind of gravitating back to that in our kitchen designs. I see things that look like furniture pieces all the time. Of course, they're very expensive, but they're being incorporated and made to look like um, more of a, a natural kitchen or a kitchen that evolved just by necessity. You needed something to put your Plates and cups in. You need something to put all of your pantry items in, and so you would have this eclectic group. And then there just used to be a farm table, like a just a nice big long table in the middle.
0: Yeah, I know, so it's kind of it, interesting.
1: Yeah, I, love I love it. I think it's pretty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. I love the. uh I, You know, I love the French country. It's weird because I love French country <laughs> kitchen, but I'm a minimalist. It's very weird, but um. I do. I do love the more furniture feel. I love how the refrigerators are built-in. Not in. so much. Yes, they're built-in. Yeah. They're gotcha. not so much a feature, even though your refrigerator, is it's the thing of beauty. That, it it, it,
1: it <laughs> is. It uh, is. It's a Fisher and Paykel. So what, it's one of those ones that are counter-depth, so it doesn't stick out. And it's very clean face, so it doesn't feel like it has all those, you know, like with the ones that have the dispenser for the water and you know, all the bells and whistles on the outside. Nowadays, people are really going, listen, you can watch TV on your on your uh, refrigerator. They've got cookbooks. And it tells you what, you what it means. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So, like, let's think about this. Um So you've got your random thought there and we're talking about, you know, remodeling and making the, um, the houses a little better. And I've been doing a lot of remodeling in my home, as you know. Yeah. And I thought about how we, we people sometimes want to do these great remodeling projects, but we do not prepare ourselves for that project in a way that would help to minimize some of the aggravation and, and stress that comes with a remodel, especially when you have to live through it. I mean, it's one thing if you have a ton of money and you're able to live someplace else while you're renovating a house that you're going to move into, but that's not the norm. The norm is people buy a home, an older home or a home that they wanna do some work on, even if it's not old. And to live through that can be exhausting. It could just wear you out. So I think I would like to speak about that a little bit how do you feel about that
0: yeah do you think you can give us maybe five tips on how we can live through a remodel
1: I think so I think so I've been thinking about that and you know the one biggest thing that you want to do and I have found this to be the case I didn't do it very well the first remodel I didn't do it well the second one but I realized after a while What was really draining me was that there there were just too many things around. Mm -hmm. And if you can section off a part of your home that stays in order and will serve as a sanctuary, whether it's just one person living in the house or the whole family, you need a place to go to in the house that has not been impacted by the remodel. It just psychologically makes you feel like you're not living in this disaster area because it, it does get overwhelming. It feels like everything is in disarray. One area will bleed into another area. And if you don't make a concerted effort, if you're not just de- very deliberate about setting up one spot, it could just be the, the bedroom or multiple bedrooms. But please, please, please be mindful that one spot like that, would it makes a huge difference. And how you feel about the house. Because if every time you drive up to the home at the end of, you know, a work day or the end of a school day, and you're just looking at, oh, my God, I got to go in there and deal with all that dust and all that um, stepping over stuff. And especially after contractors have been in your house all day, you just want your your house back. So that's the first thing. What do you you think about that? Think that would be helpful?
0: I agree. And along with that, making that one space and when you pull up after a long day, another thing is to remember to clean often, right? Mm -hmm. And keep keep on top of the cleaning so that way when everything is done, you're not faced with this huge cleanup job and fingerprints that might be somewhere you didn't notice. I'm going to tell you about that cleanup.
1: That cleanup thing is... It feels like you can never get the house clean. So you are constantly cleaning. And it yeah. can, that cleanup, though, can make you feel a little, it made me feel anxious because I just kept, I don't know which that was worse. <laughs> yeah, or just dusting constantly. I don't know which was worse, though. The fact that I was constantly cleaning or the fact that I was feeling like I was constantly cleaning. <laughs> you know, like it's exhausting <laughs> to be just wiping up every day. It's like, I just did that. Why is it like that again? Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a double-edged sword. It really is, because you don't want the house to feel a mess, but it does spill over into other areas. Even that it area really that does. you're trying to keep really nice and orderly. It you'll come in the house and because those dust particles, they just like they travel. They want a new home. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> They're
0: like, I want so to be free. <laughs>
1: I think this is the best one. And I learned this years ago and I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that I did. It can be, um, it could feel like you are a pack rat, like you're just stockpiling stuff. But I really want to encourage anyone who's doing this, make sure that everything that you want in your remodel is already in the house. Like it's on hand, whether it's in the garage or in the basement or somewhere where you are accumulating all of those things so that you don't find yourself in the midst of the remodel and you keep having to run out to buy things. You're running to the Home Depot every second. You're running to, or worse yet, you've forgotten something like plumbing. And I don't mean like the the plumbing that goes in the walls that you can't see, but like faucets and shower heads or... um, a pot filler for a kitchen. Don't wait for, especially now during COVID, do not wait for like the day that the construction is starting or just don't wait because you're going to find that those things are not available. You're not going to be able to find what you want or you got to wait for stuff to come in. So mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and have everything on hand. I know it sounds like it's a big deal and you're probably thinking to yourself, how the heck am I going to know what all the stuff I need, especially if you're doing it yourself? How do I know what I need until I know it, until I need it? You need a punch but list. You, you make a punch list. You try to organize, you try to plan it. It mm-hmm. feels like that's a lot to do, but you're going to save yourself a ton of aggravation by doing that. Yes, true. I agree. What
0: else you got for us?
1: Um, Putting tarps over things. So like, let's mm-hmm. say that there, there are areas in the house that you know will be impacted. Like I'm going to start my master bedroom and bathroom remodel. Mm-hmm. Make sure that that bathroom, because I do have French doors that are adjoining, you know, that separate the spaces. But if I don't tarp everything over in the master bathroom while the bedroom is getting done, the master bathroom is going to be a disaster. And I'm not gonna, you know, unless you have other bathrooms in the house that you can use, you want to tarp things just so that your nice furniture doesn't get destroyed. Because all those little dust particles get into upholstery. They get in the crevices, the cracks between the seat cushions. (laughs) You'd be surprised where this stuff gets um, lodged and, and, and hidden. Um, so tarping and covering stuff during the workday when people are around, it really does help to combat the dust. And then I think I have two more. I want to just talk to everybody about making sure they have extra money in the budget. And this is not a good, a feel-good thing to 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 say or hear. But if you don't have a contingency about, I'm going to say a good twenty-five percent more, just stashed away, just mm-hmm. in case. You will be so sorry because stuff is coming. Okay. Stuff is going to creep up that you could not have known. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really important in old houses because my goodness, I, I, you know, stuff happened here. I just didn't even, my house is 120 years old. So I thought I had it all figured out and I'm in the business, but you never know what you're going to find when you open up a wall.
0: Yes. This is true. And no one can tell you. They can't always prepare you. No. Even the contractors,
1: and you you sometimes get annoyed and say, you know, why didn't they know that? They knew that was going to happen. They just tried to lowball me and give me a nice price so I would just sign the contract. But at the end of the day, they've done this a million times. Why didn't they know it? They know this can happen. And and many times they do know these things can happen. But, you know, they're not... uh, I don't even know what to say, but you know, they can't know everything.
0: Yeah. Well, some good contractors will prepare you. Like, listen, before we open this wall, we could find mold. We could find this. We could find that. So be prepared.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know what, even if they prepare you, they should be preparing you to put the money aside. They should Mm -hmm. say, listen, I need you to have at least 25% or give you a figure, give you an actual dollar figure and say, you need to have this much money put aside just in case. Let's hope we don't need it. Exactly. Yeah. And the last thing I really want to encourage, and I'm talking to myself right now. I did it when I did my kitchen remodel. Take pictures before, during, and after. But more importantly, before. Because I've had to revisit pictures that I had Taken when I was purchasing the house while I was doing remodeling, because I was thinking, where was the location of an outlet? Where so that you can remember where electrical um, wires are or plumbing. In my case, I closed in some pipes that were exposed because that's what they did back in the old days, but I wanted to hide them. But when I needed to take something down or remove something from a wall, I was like, okay, what's the placement of those pipes? Because I don't want to just go at it. And then I've made myself have more, you know, a little bit more work because now I've destroyed a a pipe. So just a lot of reasons you will find that you will need to know where things were at one point. Um, It also helps just for you. I'm going to tell you what I used it for. I used it to appreciate the journey because there are days, especially in remodeling, that you are going to feel like you're not making any progress. Mm -hmm. And when you go back and look at projects or um, um, when you go back and you look at what your project was when you first started, I did that with the exterior of my house. Some days I go back and I look at what it was when I purchased the house. And it, it doesn't even look like the same place because I bought really big boulders and nice big rocks that, that were never there and did a retaining wall. And it looks organic. It looks like it may have been there forever, but it wasn't. It was just a little hill with some poorly maintained grass. And it it just makes you feel on those days that you're saying, I've made no progress. I've run out of money. Nothing is happening. You can revisit those and it really makes you feel good about it. And that's Mm -hmm. all I got
0: for you today. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Alicia. I think that's very helpful. And (laughs) if anyone out there has any questions about what we're discussing today, you know, you can always leave us a voice note. We would love to hear from you and hear what progress you've made on a remodel or any advice that you may have that we didn't go over or any questions you may have that we didn't go over
1: mm-hmm. well d once again we have concluded another one of our podcasts and we're talking as usual to each other, but to people so that they understand that, you know, they're not in this alone. This is definitely a world where nothing is new, but we want to share information that's helpful. And if you have been inspired and you need to look for um, some answers on how to manage anything, please be sure to hit us up and let us know what we could talk to you about and share some information today we shared information that was i think pretty useful and hopefully you did too so thanks d as usual you are awesome
0: i appreciate you well, thank you alicia you were awesome as well and i appreciate you and i mostly definitely appreciate all of those who took out the time to have a listen to what we have to say have a great one thanks guys bye bye T.O. of is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Staging and Design. Check us out at www.truesdellemorrison.com. Send us an email at truesdellemorrison at gmail.com. And be sure to check us out on and, and follow us on Instagram as well as Facebook at truesdellemorrison.com.